Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats. We are back for another installment of Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. You've all heard me talk about my bucket list. I have got this bucket list that every time I cross something off, 14 things get added on. But the the top of my bucket list is Waverly, but following very close behind is the Conjuring House, which is up in Rhode Island, which I happen to have family up there. I'm from New York. I'm from the East Coast. Uh, I keep trying to find excuses to go visit my family so we can go up there. So far, it has not happened. Uh, if you've heard our interview with the owners of the Conjuring House a few months ago, lots of creepy things happened there. Uh, we've talked to people who've been there. But today, we have the privilege, and I, I mean that, it's a privilege, to talk to the folks who just put together the brand new documentary coming out on July 16th called The Sleepless Unrest. And basically, they spent a couple of weeks barricaded in the house, capturing what they could, and somehow or another, I think they survived. I have no proof that the people that went in actually came out as the same people, but we're going we're gonna to run on that premise. Whoever those people are. Whoever those people are, um, they're here with us today. So guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hello, hello. I'm uh, Kendall Welton. I'm one of the people that stayed in the Conjuring home for two weeks. And I'm Vera Welton. I stay there. They torture me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian Murray, and I, of course, stayed there as well at the Conjuring house. I loved it. And I'm Rochelle Stratton, and I survived the Conjuring house. It sounds like uh, you should have a t-shirt that says, I survived the Conjuring house. We do. We actually do. <laughs> I should have so. Yeah. <laughs> Corey and Jen Heinzen were nice enough to give us one. <laughs> oh, okay. That's I didn't awesome. know they had t-shirts. One of the questions that came out of our Facebook group, and it's honestly a question that I have, and I'm throwing it open to all four of you. You kind of got a diverse background, so it's unusual that you all came together and, and went and stayed there and did all of this. Why the Conjuring House? Why you four? Yeah. So, you know, all this started, geez, almost a year ago, Vera and I... Over a year ago. Yeah, about over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. So, yeah, <laughs> Vera and I started started hitting up all these uh, locations, haunted locations. People would, you know, we just had finished our, our first documentary, and, and uh, we started looking around, kind of staying at some places, trying to find our next story, and, uh, you know, our good friends... Brian Urshel gave us a call, and Brian was like, hey, what do you think about staying at the Conjuring home? And I was like, you know, he asked if we wanted to go and investigate. I said, hey, man, I don't know if you know this, but you know, I bring a lot of cameras with me when we go to investigate. And uh, that's where kind of the documentary was born. We set it up, and um, yeah, we just kind of hit the road running with it. It was pretty simple, actually. I mean, we put... We put it together, and um, I mean, Vera, you... Yeah, well, basically, we started, we said, like, a year ago. Um, You guys know that I went through uh, chemo and radiation. So I was uh, basically, you know, I was in the middle of COVID, so all production was down, and I told Kendall, we can't just sit here and do nothing. Besides, I need to move on. I need to keep moving. I need to just put what I just went through in the past, and... Let's just start filming again. Let's go on an adventure. I need this to reconnect, to feel alive again. I need some adrenaline. Let's do it. And he was like, all right, let's do it. So we started filming locally with some local groups, and we did a couple of investigations, and uh, Brian called Kendall, and we were like, OMG, be careful your wish board. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, the conjuring? I was like, come on, baby steps here. Like, that is, that's like intense. That's mayor. I am not gonna lie. I was pretty. I was pretty scared. We had you though. Before you went, or while you were there, I I was pretty scared before I went. Yes, okay. I. I mean, I've I've, so, I've I've seen the movie. I read the podcast. I know the story. I mean, you're talking about demons. You're talking about possession. You're talking about crazy, intense, paranormal stuff that I honestly never encountered before that I can think of. Everything has been kind of, you know, mild paranormal investigations for myself. So this was going to be a big, big next step for myself. But I, I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. He's like, you want to stay there? Yeah. And to, um, to tell the truth, we had already stayed at a location before. So it kind of pressed, so it kind of pressed me already. 
to to this one. We decided, Kendall and I decided that we needed, we wanted to stay overnight for several days because I thought, I always told them, I don't think one night is enough. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of clients say that. Sometimes paranormal groups go investigate and then don't find anything. And it's like, well, you were here just for one night. You know, it, it happens on and off and then you got to catch it. So I thought, well, why don't we just stay several days? So the location we were investigating at the time allowed us to stay for several days. So it was my preparation for the conjuring, really. So... It was a no-brainer, right? We just yeah. we just have I mean, to do it. Just it. Kinda happened. So, Brian, why the Conjuring House? Isn't it isn't it kind of commercial with all the movies and lots of people go stay there? Uh, seasoned investigator like yourself, I would imagine you've already been there. I had not been there, however. Oh, it was something that I've read about the Conjuring House. It's an iconic story. Mm-hmm. If you've been an investigator for even a short period of time, you've known a little bit about the story. So. When I met Corey, which actually happened over a podcast, we just kind of started talking. He was in the Marine Corps. I was in the Marine Corps. And then from that day, we started talking pretty much daily, just throwing texts back. And I just thrown it out. Hey, can I, uh, can me and Rochelle come down and check it out? And it he was, was like, anytime. It was actually really funny because while we were on the podcast, uh, we hit it off with Corey and Jen. And he held up his phone number to the camera that <laughs> no. everyone can see. Yeah. Yeah, And we hurried and wrote it down, and then, like, Jen kind of was like, hey, you're showing that to everyone. Um, and then we started talking to them, and like Brian said, they said we could come out whenever we wanted. So we set a date to come out because we it, it's been on my bucket list as well. And then, you know, we're friends with Kendall and Vera, and we're close, and we're like, we missed you guys. Like, like Vera, at that time, Vera and I had not met in person, but we've talked on the phone and FaceTimed several times throughout the year. Which is crazy because we totally connected. Uh, I've never met them before. And they were such an amazing support when I was going through my treatments. And I just fell in love with them. Yeah. It felt like it seems oh, like we've known each other forever. Yeah. Um, and we were like, let's ask them if they want to come with us because we met them and we want to see them. Um, at that time, we had, we figured Kindle would bring cameras because... Yeah. We've worked with him before. (laughs) Yeah, we've worked with him before. That's why he does. We had no idea when we were going that it was going to turn into what it did. That's actually really cool. Yeah, that that it happened spontaneously rather than uh, premeditated. It was really just an adventure with four friends that missed each other and all have um, similar interests in the paranormal. And we're like, this is a cool thing we can do together. So let's make it happen. And then this awesome experience happened and we were lucky that Kendall and Vera decided that they bring on <laughs> these cameras and capture it. Yeah. See, see, it literally I, started. I was, I was just going to say, see, I, I, I'm really big on bringing cameras everywhere we go. I've right. got, I've got the DVR system. I've got a 9,000 handheld and John's like, do we need all these? And it's like, yes, yes, we do. We do. We do. Well, we bring cameras, but we don't bring cameras. Kendall brings cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kendall's got all the big toys. Well, you know, for for us, it's growing and growing every day. It's kind of an obsession. <laughs> you know, for for us, for us, this opportunity to stay at the Conjuring House for a long period of time was like one that just kind of developed, and and we thought, what a better way to just show people what it's like to go through a whole investigation, mm-hmm. you know, through our eyes and experience. And this documentary, I think we documented the heck out of it did a darn good job at covering everything that happened there while we were there. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Me too. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me as well. (laughs) Just to say, like, when we say that we stayed there for a few weeks without, we didn't leave the house. There were times where we didn't know what day it was, what the time was. The the time traveled, like, it it was almost eerie how you didn't, understand the concept of time at all um and it was just literally supposed to be an adventure that started out and then it was like now there's a purpose like i felt like we were supposed to be there the four of us to tell the story and 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 hopefully tell or show people that you know you can investigate for one night or you can investigate for a longer period and let's see where these results what kind of results you get from like an eight-hour investigation to two two or three-week investigation to see what it's like. I mean, we literally unpacked our bags, put it in the dressers, and lived there. And, like, showered there, 
everything. Oh, I made breakfast. <laughs> Kendall was cooking. I, I, I moved in. We moved in. <laughs> and we all shared one bathroom and one shower. Oh, that sounds yeah. like fun. And I almost got to the point one time that I was going to ask Vera to just sit in the bathroom while I showered. Because it's so, it's very <laughs> creepy to close your eyes, rinsing out your hair, and feel like someone's like standing in there with you. Ooh, yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, horrible. But I definitely, like, we've stayed the night, like one night at a time at haunted locations, and it is a completely different ball game to stay mm-hmm. the amount of time we did. And then you, you really get to, like, immerse yourself into the whole entire like location and what the people experienced who lived there. And it, it was an awesome experience, very wearing. I can't wait for people to watch the doc and see exactly what we went through and what, you know, the people that are experiencing hauntings on a daily basis go through. I can say completely, it was the most complete investigation I've ever been on. And I've done this for a long time. It was the most complete because we pretty much submerged ourselves into the element and you had to be, you couldn't lose the sense your sense of focus at all. You had to be continuously on your game, even when you retired, even when it was super scary, even when it was just all during the day, all during the night, you always had to be in zone because you never knew what was going to happen. And I feel for the people that live in these homes when they, they get scared and they say that they're having these problems and they call us and they call, you know, all investigators saying we have this problem. I, I can feel for them now because I was there. You could have picked up stakes and, and left at any time voluntarily. You have somewhere to go. Those folks that live in those homes, that's their home. I mean, they don't have, they're not visiting. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for us, stepping into the homeowner's shoes, that was eye-opening. You know, I've been part of over 500 um, investigations in my career of doing this. And, you know, this one was way different. I mean, the amount of documenting and just being on your game, it was tough. I mean, it was really hard to, to do this because like Brian was saying, you're just alert 24 seven. I mean, you just don't know if you're going to have to pop out of bed and, you know, we're investigating when we're like supposed to be sleeping, you know, it's just like, you're just on and for us, like for me personally, I don't know about you guys, but this is probably the most amount of evidence and experiences I've ever had in one place just because of the amount of time spent in the house. It took me two months to go over the whole DVR footage. Two months. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Did we actually sleep? Because I don't really remember that. <laughs> like, we, I, we didn't sleep. <laughs> That's the name of the documentary. The name was born out of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Sleepless Unrest. So did you find that you had to, to do this in shifts? A couple of people slept, a couple of people uh, investigated or did some experiments or whatever. Uh, did you all try to be together all the time? We were together all the time. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, We, we only split up once yeah. towards the end of the week. The boys went one way, the girls went another way uh, for just, a very short amount of time, and then we joined together again. But, you know, for every night, I like everybody would go to, they would go down, we'd investigate, you know, four or five in the morning, six. sometimes six in the morning. Yeah. And then everybody go down, and then, you know, for us, for production, Bear and I are like logging footage and just taking care of all the little, you know, technical things of the production. But I would always walk around the house and just kind of make sure everything's good and like, um, kind of be the watchman uh, while, you know, before we go to bed. But even though Brian Rochelle will be in bed, uh, they wouldn't sleep in because also we were making a lot of noise. And those yeah, floors yeah. are so, so squeaky. It's like yeah. trying not to wake them up. And they're like, all right, guys. <laughs> but it also works good because it's kind of like an alarm. If, if something, you know, those creaks are like, you know, somebody's, it's everybody's in their bed. You know, if you hear a creak it's and it's not you, it's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The house, the house was definitely in charge of whether we got to sleep or not. Because I feel like even though you guys would be up when you guys would come to bed, we would know that you came to bed because you had to walk through our room mm-hmm. to get to yours. And you would say goodnight and stuff. And then, you know, things would happen that would have us all up again. It was like that house did not want you to sleep at all. I would say even to the point 
going to the restroom because the restroom was downstairs. We were all upstairs mm-hmm. when we slept. Um, I was in the Marine Corps for a long time, and I consider myself an, a pretty tough individual sometimes. I was not going to that restroom by myself in any point of the night. <laughs> he would wake me up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I was like, listen, at a certain point in time, we're going to cut your fluids off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep doing this. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Brian, you are a seasoned investigator. Mm-hmm. You have been everywhere. And a former Marine. And a former Marine. <laughs> and I'm a talking, little- this, is the, this is the Conjuring House, guys. This isn't... This isn't just yeah. Joe Smith's house. This is the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, day three, like it's all good till day three, day two, even day two, day three. That's when it starts wearing you down because, mm-hmm. like, you know, for, usually you're kind of in there investigating for a day or two, and then you you're know, all into game. it. Yeah, yeah, you're still on your game. You're sharp. You know, you're like. You're just ready. Then you start getting tired. And you down. things start going happen. It's almost like he knows. Oh, I'll come back in a couple of days when they're exhausted. Oh, I'm sure it does know. Yeah, when their enthusiasm starts to fade just a little bit, then we'll come visit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or their stamina. <laughs> so is, is there anything that you can talk about? Just when you would get a little bit comfortable and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of a down moment. I can probably get a little bit of shut eye. Then something something goes down, and then you got to get right back into game mode. Like, there was no time where you could sit there and be like, all right, I'm just going to relax for the next two hours and just chill out. It didn't happen. I fell asleep one time just sitting in a chair. Wow. Oh, I did. Then I just woke up like, okay, where am I at? And then I found out I was in hell. No. <laughs> <laughs> where am I at? Oh, that's where I am. Yeah. I took pictures of him sleeping, so I'll post those. Oh, yes, Definitely. <laughs> Uh, hopefully with the mouth open, maybe a little drool. Belly hanging out. Yeah, belly hanging out. Oh, I've got a picture of me <laughs> like that one. <laughs> hey, that might make a good a good picture for the podcast episode artwork. Just saying. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, so we'll talk later. <laughs> Too late, you're already here. <laughs> so is there anything that happened that you can talk about? I know we got all the stuff wrapped up in the movies, and I know how all that goes, but... Well, you know... for. For for the for the film, um, you know, this truly is about four best friends going to one of the most iconic haunted locations in the world um, and just documenting their experience. You know, it, it was very much a documentary, but you know, we we really kind of creatively wanted to do it different. So I'm really excited to see how people perceive the 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 style and and the look and just just the whole feel of it because we really tried to kind of do it like a, a reality movie. I don't know uh, any other way to kind of kind of say it. And it's important to mention too that it was a different case that allowed us to do this experience and adventure because the homeowners are paranormal investigators themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they needed help or reassurance or validation. They already know their house is haunted. Right. It's almost like you come here and experience what we already experienced. When I shared with you guys what we already know, and they just kind of sat on the background and allowed us to experience it. So that's why this is different than your typical investigation. If, if I know Corey and Jen, they sat there and said, neener, neener, see what we went through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's not just us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we and we documented some of the stuff that they've been experiencing. So that was like a definite win win for, for us, you know. And um Oh yeah. I think we can kind of tease a little bit. Mm-hmm. I will say that Jen and Corey allowed us to um they, we we opened up a, a, a new room in the house that's Ooh. never been opened by them. So we were excited about that. It was something that they had been kind of curious about and uh Jen was like, Hey, you want to see this? They were <laughs> like, amazing. They were, so they were just amazing. They hadn't even been in it? They hadn't no. even been in it. So. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure I'm getting all of this right. So we've got four friends uh-huh. who decide to go to a creepy, scary house in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. Uh-huh. lock themselves in for two weeks mm-hmm. from, a, from a house that, that is a, a portal to God knows what. Then they find a closed-off room and said, hey, let's open it. But not even the owners. What, what, 
possibly <laughs> what possibly could go wrong in this scenario? Have you guys not seen The Cabin in the Woods? I mean, have you not seen any of these horror movies? We've seen them all, and that's what was so intriguing about it. <laughs> this group here is constantly getting themselves in situations where you would normally be like, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't do it. And we're like, let's do it. Let's see how it let's goes. Let's go for it. <laughs> if it's not what we're supposed to do and it looks crazy enough to be like most people wouldn't do it I can guarantee you we're doing it yeah but I think like I can say speak for myself that I'm more willing to do things like that because I know my friends have my back and like we're we're not gonna if we get a situation that is like starting to get you know hairy we're gonna get ourselves out of it like we all have yeah. each other back. No one's going to leave anyone. Yep. No one's going to, like, if we notice a change in someone's personality, like, we are all so close that we can speak up and be like, hey, something's not right. And we all value each other's opinions. And I think that's why it works for us, because we're so close and we have that trust level with each other. Correct. And we know each other so well if somebody's acting. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So without giving anything away... Did you have to jump in and help somebody without giving anything away? Somebody acted You're a little gonna weird. You're going to have to see the movie. Oh, you suck. I get it. I know it's frustrating, hun, but I get it. Hey, I can two be more weeks. Yeah. I know, but it's two more weeks. You know, we're old people. Is it? Is it done done? Is it all edited and produced and done? Yeah, look, it's coming out on the 16th. Oh, yeah, it's. It's ready. It's ready to be born into the world. They're doing the red carpet premiere Friday. Okay, so so you need some uh, people to preview it, right? <laughs> you need some beta watchers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're 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 uh, we're opening. Uh, we're we're going to open the whole movie um, in Edwardsville, Illinois, July second. We're going to have a nice red carpet premiere, and we're inviting the paranormal community to come hang out with us. And watch the film for the first time with Brian Rochelle, Corey Heinzen, and Jennifer Heinzen, and um, Vera and I. And I mean, Vera and I watched it a million times, but yeah. you know, <laughs> all our friends and family will be there, and we're just really excited to kind of kick this thing off with uh, with the community. Brian and Rochelle have not seen the movie yet. Oh, they haven't. Yeah, no. you should have seen the eye no. I was given you when you went and said I did it. We watched it a million times. I did the eye roll. I was like, yeah. I heard it. I heard the eye roll. (laughs) I I just assumed that was a collective we, meaning you and Rochelle as well. But, oh, that's just me and Kendall. not seen it. We lived it, but we haven't seen it. Yeah. So we're just as excited, um, I think, if not more excited, to see it because we haven't seen it. I was going to say, I think in a way that's actually really cool because you have, I mean, you know what happened and all that, but you haven't seen the way it got put together and presented. So that's really neat that you had time to, to you know, uh, be separated from it for a while. And then all of a sudden you get to go right in, heads up into it. Yeah. It'll be, it's exciting. It's unreal. It's, I can't. I don't even know what to say about it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm having a hard time sleep. I just started thinking about it, and my grandmother is actually coming to awesome. the premiere, and she lives out in the middle of nowhere. She, well, she hasn't seen, she knows that I, you know, par- I'm a paranormal investigator. She knows that I do this stuff, but she's never seen anything I've been on or worked on. And all I'm thinking is, how many times did I have to get beeped at that house and is grandma going to be like, you really should talk more like a lady? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's actually interesting. Do you guys cuss and swear a lot in an investigation? Um, I sometimes sound like I have Tourette. <laughs> um, that's, a <laughs> <description>. <laughs> that's a great description. That's a great description. I come up with control what words. comes out of my mouth. All right, good. When, when stuff's happening, it's just... I feel bad, and I try... It's sometimes it just slips, even though you mm-hmm. don't mean it to. Um, and I mean, I try not to, but I will. I'm not going to lie and say I don't have a potty mouth because I do. And I, Kendall and Vera, Brian knows, but Kendall and Vera can vouch for it too. That sometimes 
it's not the best, but I think I did fairly well, right, guys? No. <laughs> oh, you did great. Yeah, you did great. I think we all did great, especially when stuff was happening. When I mean, something that, scares you can't control the, yourself. Yeah, when something scares the dickens out of you. I, I mean, that, that's a natural human reaction. I, I don't know if anyone's even studied enough to explain why we say bad words when we're startled or frightened. But, but it, I mean, it's just what we do. I mean, it's what we do. See, but I can't say that I use bad words when I'm frightened. Sometimes things like happen and i'll get mad especially like if they if they Ooh, mimic yeah. a relative or if they do something that scares one of my teammates i'll get mad and that's kind of when the words start to get creative and a lot of that has to get edited out yeah <laughs> so we don't post we don't post a lot not because we don't capture stuff but because celia's got a mouth <laughs> <That's why. laughs> well i'm a marine so that's pretty much every third word is a bad word for me like yeah being in the marine corps they don't even talk to you like normal people. Well, I sometimes feel bad because Vera doesn't. I Vera's maybe an count, angel. Vera's an angel. I, yes, she is. On maybe one hand, curse words I've heard come out no. of her mouth over no. our friendship, and they're not even the bad ones. They're like the curse words that you find right. in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when she would like say a bad word, it was like, "Oh, stuff is really going down" because Vera said yeah. a potty word. And then I look at Michelle after she said, like, Jesus, Lord, did you just hear what she said? Like, they don't even hear these words. It's good to know that that's a normal thing. Where did you even learn that from, Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Now that the entities in the Conjuring House have a whole new vocabulary to use. Absolutely, they do. Yeah. 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 Glad we could share. At any point during the two weeks, did you all just look at each other and say, maybe we shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every single yep. night. Every yep. single night. Noon? Yeah. Are we going too far? I kept saying, are we going too far? Are we going too far? Wow. We kept asking each other, what are we, should we be doing this? Or, or what are we doing? Like, should we be doing this? And then we'd all kind of look at each other like, yeah, let's yep, keep going. Adventuresome selves <laughs> had to come out and say, yes, we're doing it. Uh, Corey Heisen challenged us because he did say nobody has ever stayed the whole night, really. Like, maybe a couple of people. Uh, well, they, they've stayed the whole night, but there's been many people that have, like, fled in the middle of the night. Or that even sleep in their cars outside. Yeah. They just can no, handle just it. get out of those four walls. Not for this long. Not this long. Not yeah. for this long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd stay there for two weeks, but I'd go and stay for a few days at least. Or try. <laughs> he kind of looked at us like good luck type of thing. Yeah, he did. He kind of was like, oh, really? Two weeks? Okay, good luck. <laughs> That's reassuring. Thank you. Did they Thank at least you. come check on you once in a while and make sure? I'll say this. I love his quote. He's like, be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. They will get your attention. Yeah, I, I think he's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he, he gets all smirky when he talks about the house, but you can tell he means it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny you say that he needs the house because after he, we had left, like two weeks, two probably two months after we had left after the two weeks, I know for me, I was still thinking about the house on a daily. I mm-hmm. felt like I needed to be there still. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was, a, it was a part of us. It was weird. It was so creepy. Yeah, I told uh, Jen Heinsen. And, and talk and have dreams. Do we need to do a cleansing? We've done that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> so is uh, this is for all of you? Is this the place that has stayed with you the most in your experiences? One hundred percent for Kendall. Yes, I would say yes. Yes, yes, yes for me. Oh, interesting. I mean, it looks like such a harmless little place in the middle of nowhere it in does. these creepy woods. It looks like I'd love to, to get away from it all and go there. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a fishing lake? <laughs> it was definitely the amount of time that we spent there and bonded with the house. Yes. Yeah. I have one story for you. I told Jen Heinsen that when we were back home um, in South Carolina, that um, we were watching a special about the, the, the house. And Nick Roth was in the metal room. And I remember thinking, why is he in my bedroom? <laughs> I was like, possessive. Like, I felt like I was, why <laughs> yeah. is he in there? Like, 
It was like the craziest feeling ever. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not my house. Yeah. That is not my house. But it felt like it was part of Weird. me. And it took a long time to detach from that emotion. And Jen told us that many people actually experience that. Wow. So this is kind of a place that can reach, reach out across distances and still kind of tap you on the shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I experienced the same All thing. All now. <laughs> Someone posted a picture of them sitting at the dining room table, and I got possessive, like, hey, that's my spot. Why are you sitting at it? And Beer and I talked about it, and it's like we were both talked like, hey, this isn't our house. We don't own it. <laughs> yeah. um, it doesn't belong to us. That's not your dining room table or your spot that they're sitting at, and that's not your bedroom. And we were kind of like, why are we feeling like this? Because... We haven't felt like this at any other location, or we're possessive over it. But you haven't spent two weeks locked into other locations, right? That's true. Right. Not for me, no. I was at my regular job, and just doing my regular work during the day, and I got this overwhelming feeling that, like, I need to be back at the house, to the point where I texted Corey and was like, hey, man, when can I come back? Like, I wanted to go. Like, if he would have told me, you can come this weekend, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't just hop in the car and plane and try to get there. It was that overwhelming for me. So is this something we should be concerned about for you guys? I mean, that that's the I, sequel to these horror movies. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I'm, I'm right there with them. I was making up, I was like making up shots, like filming shots in my head. I'm like, oh, I need another drone shot. I need this. I need that. Like I was obsessed with like, having to go back and making up reasons to go back. I'm like, Oh, you know, we can, we could film some, you know, some more here or do this. And like, I just, you know, it's just interesting that, that it was just pulling, it was just pulling me to go back to go back. Yeah. I felt the same way. And the funny thing is when he's telling us, that, none of us are like, no, we, ha- you have enough. All of us are like, yeah, we definitely yeah, need to go back. go back. Like, That's a good idea. Like we missed a lot of things. We definitely should be there. It's like, no, we did it. Uh-huh. We just, the house is falling. We over filmed. I mean, we filmed 24-7. Oh. That, yeah, we have we have the drive yeah. to show it. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a okay, lot. Okay, so who's sensitive here? I, I know Vera has some sensitivity. Uh, Kendall says he does not, but I'm not so sure about that. Rochelle? Rochelle and I, oh my God. And it was another amazing thing about Rochelle is that I always been sensitive, but I never really talked about it because most people that I'm around, they're like, no, I don't hear that. No, I don't smell that. What are you talking about? So I always doubted myself. But when this girl came along, it was like the two of us were smelling the same thing, feeling the same thing, hearing the same thing. So I was like, OMG. It's like, this is freaking awesome to have someone that I can validate things with. And it's like we turn who says it first. And the other person's like, oh, my God, thank God you smelt it, too. Or yeah. thank God yeah. you're here as well. Because, yeah, we always joke about how, like, Vera and I are sensitive, and then Brian and Kendall are catalysts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many experiences with Kendall that it's oh just unreal. The things that me and him have gone through in a relatively short period of time, it's like, if something's going to happen... Me and Kendall are going to be around it. I'm sure of it. Probably starting the trouble. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I think we bonded off on a lot of those experiences. It was like, it's been intense, man, since we met. Yeah. It's like, I'm not sure. I'm worried about you. <laughs> I'm worried about you. you, you can't, I'm worried about all of you. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> it's the younger generation, hun. It's, is that what it is? Yeah, it's just the younger generation. All these young whippersnappers running around like this. <laughs> So you can't tell us anything about what happened in the house. I get that. I'm, I want to be respectful of that, even though it is absolutely killing me. You're killing an old woman because you won't give her a story. Oh, well, thank Had goodness there's a meet. movie. It's <laughs> killing me not being able to spill the beans on everything. Trust me. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. We, we were somewhere once recently that we can't discuss that. I've got the same mm-hmm. <laughs> hopping up and down wanting to tell everybody. Uh, how'd y'all meet? Which one? All of you. Your two groups, the factions. Yeah, we uh, collided on a, uh, a TV show that was um, on A and E. Ah, okay. I was I was filming on uh, on a TV show and and uh, met Brian and Rochelle, and then you know we stayed in touch and friends, 
uh, Vera and I, we went through a little like crazy spell and they were just super supportive. They were so supportive. I mean, every day they just, I mean, Brian was texting me daily. Yeah. And we just, we just kept talking and, and just bonded and became great friends. It's just awesome. And Rochelle would listen to me. <laughs> that was back in May, last May. How long ago was that? How long ago? Yes. Um, has it been 2019? Two? Yeah. Two, three years? Oh, okay. Has it been that long already? Yeah. Look at that. Wow. Man. We have to fast forward that one year. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you can't give us a tidbit about the, what happened inside the house, so give me a story that y'all experienced together on another location, if you can. I need the stories. That's how I live. Oh, okay. Hey, Brian, should we tell the story about the trees in St. Augustine? No. No? No. Let's, uh, you can talk about things that didn't make the movie. Like, here, hold on. Let me mute you one second. Yeah. Well, while we're waiting on that, Brian and I have been best friends for a while now. We, I joined his paranormal group. Um, he didn't want me to join it. Didn't want her. He didn't want me at all. <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with me. Huh. And, um, I, he finally agreed to let me join it because my sister was on it kept pushing him about me. Um, let me join it, and then we became best friends, and we lived like five minutes from each other, and then we've been doing these adventures since. Yeah, you guys have been everywhere lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, yeah, we kind of got the, kind of got the name the adventure team because we go do crazy stuff a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right. While we're waiting for Kendall and Vera, I have a question for you from my Facebook group. What is it with you guys? Are you dating? Are you married? Are you together? We are best friends. We both have spouses. She's got a Chris. I got a Michelle. I know it's similar to Michelle, but it's Michelle. Uh-huh. And we're just best friends. Everybody, we get asked that a lot. And to be truthful, like, I love her to pieces, but she's my best friend. Oh, yeah. that's so it's, sweet. That's awesome. It's a- relationship and that people have a hard time understanding that it's like we're best friends we would do anything for each other because we love each other but it's not like that we both are married to other people with children with children that we love very much our spouses love each other we all get along like it it's like we're a giant family sometimes him, him and i joke around and you know, his wife and my husband will joke about it, too, that it's the Stratton-Murray clan. Like, we just merged. And now we have the Weltons in there, too. Like, yeah, just so all... The family's growing. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. As families do. It's like, yeah. Surprise. Like, true friendships do exist. Yep. Yes, we're, very, we're, uh-huh. clo- we're close. We're very close. And, and that's why I think people see that and ask that question. But to be truthful, like... I didn't even want her in my paranormal group. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I know it's kind of, kind of out there, but based off of how close Brian and I are and how close we are with Kendall and Vera, I all, I believe that we've known each other in a past life with the comfort level that we have. Yeah. It's sometimes you meet people and you're like, we're kind of the core four. The core four. It's core like, four. I love that. I just, I love hanging out with them. We don't want to do adventures without you guys. You know, and I, you don't want to do them without, like, we just love you guys to pieces, and we, I keep telling you, I want you to move closer. The, Are we the, gonna, yeah. I <laughs> the plan is to buy one big house. I know. Oh, we should. Haunted one? With children and all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Built-in babysitters. Thank you. Haunted house? <laughs> you want to buy a haunted house? Um, perhaps. Brian does. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put my kids yeah. there. It's exhausting. It is. Could get like a, a three story with a basement, you know, with all like eight rooms. Oh, no creepy basements. Yeah, the whole Maybe thing. A big house, and it has like a haunted wing, but the rest of the house is like fine. Oh, that'd like be ideal. Thing. So, you know what you do? You get one of these small, old haunted houses, and then you build a modern, extravagant mansion onto the edge of it. Oh, because that doesn't piss them off. No, not at all. 
I'm sorry, but if I'm an entity stuck in a small, rundown piece of crap, falling apart house, yeah, why do you get the and then somebody puts mansion? this beautiful? I'm going there, man. I'm going where the air conditioning is. That's where I'm going. Yeah. The big screen HD TVs and all that. That's where you you have the haunted house and one piece of the property, and you build the mother-in-law bungalow. Yeah, elsewhere, way on the over there. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense actually. So you guys get something to share. You, you disappeared. You came back. You got something to share. We're back. Um, we could talk about our safe word. You want to talk about our safe word? A safe word? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. <laughs> that didn't make the film. Doesn't okay. make the film, but yeah, you know, um, when we're filming and getting deep, we we did create a, a safe word. And Brian, I'll let you take it. Tell the story there. Okay. So. <laughs> well, we even got Corey Hines to do this for us. <laughs> And came up with it. I think Corey came up with yeah. it. We were all trying to come up with something, and he was like, threw the word out, and we were like, we love it. So, yeah, things There's are tense, Kendall. and now we're going to try to find a safe word. What's that? Kendall came up with it. <laughs> Kendall came up with it. Kendall? Okay. Yeah, Kendall kind of. And, up with and then it. Corey just said it. I remember it now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Corey, Corey yeah. loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he just kept saying it. We're like, don't be the boy that cried wolf. Like, you have to say it when we need it. And I want you guys to imagine this. Once we give you the word, I want you to imagine going through this house and when something happens, hearing what this word, hearing this word. Okay. The word is shuttlecock. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually brilliant because who in the hell ever says shuttlecock? Right. Like, exactly. you call it a bird, right? Because it's right. sort of a bad Thing, it, you usually call it a birdie. Right. So it's somebody a birdie. would be in the side of the house and something would go on and you would hear, Shuttlecock! Shuttlecock! <laughs> I will say at one point in time it was a pretty intense thing happening and I forgot the safe word and I yelled, Sparrow Dick! Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's synonymous. Sure, why not? <laughs> close. I was like, pretty I close. Up. I know what I mean. Oh my God. But like, <laughs> like, I forgot what it was. And I was like, it's this. And I'm so birdie. <laughs> We're trying to get a here to get a shuttlecock tattooed on their bodies. We, we all want it. Um, well, me and you want it. Kendall and Vera are still on the set. You mean they don't want it? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> my first tattoo is of, 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 of a I have one. A piece of badminton equipment. I guess as long as you don't get it across your forehead, you're good. I don't know. (laughs) We're getting so politically correct, we can't call mothers mothers anymore. Don't even get there. Things like that. (laughs) You gotta call a birthing person. So I've got this vision now in my head of two years from now, some young, just starting out, paranormal investigative team of, of, you know, 20-somethings, some babies coming in. And they capture this EVP, and the EVP is shuttlecock, shuttlecock. shuttlecock. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> it probably was an echo of our, our of our past yeah. going through the time time portal, <laughs> reverberating still. <laughs> Reverber- yeah, exactly. Well, we talked to Corey and Jen uh, a little while back. They mentioned that. The entities in the house seemed intelligent and would learn from them. Did you oh, find that right. to be true? Learn and adapt, yeah. Learn and adapt, yeah. Did they get more challenging as the days went by? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, I think we encountered intelligence there. I think we did. I think we documented it. Absolutely. And I think that the entities that are there, that reside there, know when we're there, know when people are there know what to do and how to act. And I feel like they're almost to the level where they um, feel you out for a while. And then when they see things that they're interested in, then that's when they'll act out, if you will. I think they're very intelligent there. I think that sometimes they almost do stuff to see how you'll respond. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, what about this? All right. Let's hit them with this type. Like, they want to see how you're going to respond to them when they do. Yeah, testing. Yeah. It's like taunting us. Did they pick on any one person more so than the others? 
We're a one, we're so. the core four, so we're not really one person. We're we're a unit, we're the, <laughs> right? They picked on the unit. Very true. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, pretty strong. Um, you have to watch the show. You'll have to watch the movie and tell us if you think one of us got it more than the others. So you keep saying that, but I've got to wait two weeks, and patience is not my my strong suit. You evil, evil young people. What do they call that when the Listen. when the studios send certain celebrities a copy of it up front, and it's got all these disclaimers blazed across the screen so they can't like pirate it or whatever. If you guys get to watch this before Brian and I, I'm going to have a talking with my best friends over here. <laughs> we <won't>. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying here, but I don't think I'm going to be successful. There's a word for that. I forget what they call it when they send those copies out to the. The in crowd. I'm still trying to figure out how to get the to the premiere. Screener, yeah. screener, thank you. I was throwing a, yeah. a screener. Yeah. A screener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, no screener. Sorry. I'm, I was I was trying for the screener, but I know. but we're not celebrities, you know, we're so it's kind of really hard for me to we're, argue that point. We're, we're almost fifty five here, so I mean, you know. Yeah, we may not live long enough to see the July 16th <laughs> premiere. Oh, my God. Something in my heart <laughs> wait, wait, We're just an old couple. I like um, Rochelle's. Rochelle described the house, back to the house, that Rochelle described the house really well. She Rochelle, did it when, best, yeah. When you, when you said about that friend, do you remember? Oh, I described the house, first of all, I was saying constantly that the house had a personality, okay? And I felt like I couldn't talk about it in the house because I didn't want to upset them. I didn't want to upset the house or for them to know. But I said that it the house was like that person you meet who has been nice to you, gives you no reason not to like them, but there's still something about them that you just can't put your finger on Ooh. that you're like, I don't like, and it's not... You're not as nice as you're coming off. You haven't done anything, but I don't trust you. And that's how it felt in the house the whole time. I'm like, I don't trust the house at all. And, I mean, you can't put your guard down. You can't put your guard down, no. Um, And, yeah, so that house has a personality. Yeah, and and that personality actually kind of comes through even in the pictures. Yeah, like if you're looking at still pictures on yeah. the on the internet, or or yeah, yeah, it still kind of rolls through like that. I get that. That that's actually a wonderful description right there. That it, may be a soundbite. It it really is, and it's also something Cecilia senses about people that we meet. I it, it rolls right over me. They're nice, and I'm I fall for it. I just think, oh, how nice are they? And Cecilia's like, I don't know. There's something about them that's a little off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she she gets that, and I just, I'm, I'm gullible, I guess. I don't get that from any of you guys, I promise. You're all cool. Oh, good. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Good. As we're coming up on our hour, uh, you guys got merch. You guys got, what, what's coming up? Yeah, so the film is out July 16th. Um, it's going to be pretty much any, everywhere you can rent or um, stream uh, movies. Uh, and then we are in some theaters. So uh, definitely follow us on Facebook at The Sleepless Unrest. And also look for us on our pre-order, which is iTunes. You're going to find us on iTunes pre-order. That helps us out a ton if you uh, get the movie on that pre-order. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for that. You can go to our website at www.thesleeplessunrest.com. And, uh, yeah, we're on 29 platforms when we release on July 16th. Wow. Which uh, you won't have a problem finding us. It's just which platform is best for you. That's right. Now, if, if people wanted to buy merch, can they do that? Or is it not set up yet? Or it will be set up soon? Yeah, people can go to our website. We're about to launch our merch um, on the website, so I'll open that up after this podcast um, when it airs for, for everybody who's listening to this. I'll, I'll open that up. We'll launch it. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday. Hey, hey, Brian. Brian, do you want to pitch Riverbend? Yeah, check out Riverbend Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Yeah, just wow. Yeah, go ahead and check out Riverbend Paranormal. Um, You can also follow us um, us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mine's at Stratton Rochelle. Um, And I will also be announcing stuff 
for the sleepless unrest. You can follow Brian and all of those as well at Brian underscore Murray GH. Um, and then Kendall and Vera, yours are yeah. You, Kendall Welton. you can follow us on you can yeah can follow Kendall Welton on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. Vera. Same here, Vera Welton on Facebook, Instagram. Um, Twitter, and hopefully soon TikTok. I cannot wait. TikTok? I just want a TikTok account so bad. No, you don't. He's like, no. Riverbend <laughs> dance moves suck. <laughs> Riverbend Animal has Facebook, it has Instagram, it has Twitter, it has all those two, and that would all just be... You guys are everywhere. Yeah. Also, follow Robot Ninja Media. All of those links will be in the show notes. Yes, I want to say one more thing. I want to say thanks for having us on for sure. And thank you, Kendall and Vera, for seeing something in Rochelle and I and becoming part of our family. And we want to do a million more adventures with you guys because we love you to death. Yeah. You guys are all just adorable. (laughs) That's all. You guys are too. It was in the cards that they should uh, get together and form this family. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little concerned about the creepy house in the middle of nowhere, the sequel that seems to be preying on them so <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. 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 <laughs> you, you want to plug the premiere this friday you say this yeah this friday uh i'll plug the premiere so this friday july 2nd uh edwardsville illinois we are hosting a free premiere of the film before it's out on july 16th so you can come watch the film with us uh sign up on uh the link below and uh hopefully we see you guys there Awesome. I can't wait to see this movie. Yeah, me too. I can't believe believe you're making an old person wait, but I can't wait to see this movie. (laughs) Yeah, celebrities like us don't even get a screener. (laughs) I'm just busting your chops, dude. I'm just busting your chops, not. Um, (laughs) Thank you guys for being on. I really, I love it. I really loved having you guys uh, anytime, you know, anytime. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, Thank guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate this. The pleasure is ours. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Hey, if you like what you hear, and how could you not? We are freaking adorable. Check us out as Crazy Cat Paranormal on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes. <laughs>